welcome to Encouraging Others in Loving Jesus. I'm your host, Kim Smith. This is episode 193, Just Keep Quiet and Other Bad Advice. This is one of those podcast topics that churns up great anxiety in my stomach. So I'll give you a heads up. Definitely the content today would be PG, PG PG-13, I would think, because we are going to be finishing up this first section, major section in 2 Samuel 13 regarding Tamar and Amnon. And if you know anything about your Bible, even if you haven't been listening to the podcast, you will know what we're talking about. This week, we are talking about the different responses to what Amnon did to Tamar and how the response of Absalom is sadly so much like the response of so many in our current day when someone has been assaulted. So I think I have danced around the topic with my words long enough for you to have gotten away from any little ears because this is this is a tough 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 subject and so what we're going to do in order to set the stage and just get all of our minds into the frame of reference for this we're only focusing on about five verses today but we need to set the stage and we need to read 2 Samuel 13, 1 through 17 in order to dig into 18 to 22. It's been a couple of weeks since I recorded a podcast. I was on vacation last week and so I recorded ahead of time. And before I left on vacation, I had spent quite a bit of time trying to wrap my heart and mind around this topic. And I looked up a lot of resources. My favorite website for resources is R-A-I-N-N, that acronym. On that website, you've got types of sexual violence, after sexual assault, effects of sexual violence, safety and prevention, warning signs, grooming, know the warning signs, how to support a loved one. And just that website is chocked full of information. What I did not know was when I got to vacation, I think it was the first or second day I got a phone call and I ended up giving out that resource. I I was blown away by it all. The number of people who experience sexual violence every year, the numbers are staggering. And the thing is, they would be even more staggering if everyone came forward and made a report. But we know there are many, many reasons why people do not report. Sometimes it's because they are so scared of the person who committed the crime that they believe that if they come forward, they are going to die or they're going to experience even more terror. So if the numbers were what truly occurred, I don't know that we would be able to speak after we saw the results. 
in our story here in 2 Samuel 13, if your heart does not go out to Tamar, whether you are a man, woman, teen boy, teen girl, like check your heart. Just check your heart. And before I start reading, this is one time that our weekly assignment feature is very vague and it was vague on person on on purpose excuse me because as i was thinking through this i don't know where you are in this equation i don't know if you may be someone who strongly relates to tamar and god is going to speak to you in the midst of this podcast episode or if you are someone that relates to Amnon and you were the abuser. That just came to my mind, but it's a possibility. Or maybe you are someone like Absalom and you have received the report that someone you love has been violated. And I don't have this as an option, but it's just truth. There were household people who would have known what has occurred and how they responded. So sometimes we're not on that front line, but we know, we know. Uh, And then we've got Jonadab that we talked about two or three weeks ago. That is the cousin of Amnon. And he was the one that gave Amnon the idea of how to trick Tamar into his bedroom. And Jonadab still, he is still accountable for his actions. He may not have been the one who did the deed, so to speak, but he was guilty, even if he did not know that Amnon planned to rape Tamar. He participated in setting her up. I don't know where you fall in this cast of characters for today. So that's why the weekly assignment feature is prayerfully ask the Lord how he would want you to respond to this podcast episode. It may be that you are a person that didn't fit in any of those categories, but you realize I really don't know a lot about this and I need to be prepared. I need to know what to do. I have also put the National Sexual Assault hotline phone number in the show notes it's 1-800-656-4673 let's read the story and then look at verses 18 through 22 really focusing on verse 20 and i'm going to pray for us before we even start because this is such a heavy heavy topic dear father the story of Tamar in 2 Samuel 13 is heartbreaking, and I know it broke your heart. Dear God, you know exactly who is listening to this podcast and when. You know exactly how they need to respond to your word. I pray that your Holy Spirit would move this very moment. Dear Father, whatever they need, may your Holy Spirit do in them what is necessary to bring them closer to you. Dear Father, 
if it could be your will that this is going to spur on some to take action in their own life, to file reports, to start ministries for those who have been violated. Dear God, literally the sky is the limit because you are the God of miracles. Even for someone who has been the violator, you are still the God of miracles. There is nothing that they have done that is that is beyond the blood of Jesus Christ. I pray, dear Father, that you would transform lives this very day. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. As we go through this, as God works in your heart, please be willing to respond. Chapter 13 from the NLT. Now David's son Absalom had a beautiful sister named Tamar, and Amnon, her half-brother, fell desperately in love with her. And we talked on the week that we talked about that, that that was not in love. He was in lust with her. Like, that is not love. We did not see love displayed here. Amnon became so obsessed with Tamar that he became ill. She was a virgin, and Amnon thought he could never have her. But Amnon had a very crafty friend, his cousin Jonadab. He was the son of David's brother Shimei. One day Jonadab said to Amnon, What's the trouble? Why should the son of the king look so dejected morning after morning? So Amnon told him, I am in love with Tamar, my brother Absalom's sister. Well, Jonadab said, I'll tell you what to do. Go back to bed and pretend you are ill. When your father comes to see you, ask him to let Tamar come and prepare some food for you. Tell him you'll feel better if she prepares it as you watch and feeds you with her own hands. So Amnon lay down and pretended to be sick. And when the king came to see him, Amnon asked him, Please let my sister Tamar come and cook my favorite dish as I watch. Then I can, then I can eat it from her own hands. So David agreed and sent Tamar to Amnon's house to prepare some food for him. When Tamar arrived at Amnon's house, she went to the place where he was lying down so he could watch her mix some dough. Then she baked his favorite dish for him, but when he, she set the serving tray before him, he refused to eat. Everyone get out of here, Amnon told his servants, so they all left. Then he said to Tamar, now bring the food into my bedroom and feed it to me there. So Tamar took his favorite dish to him, but as she was feeding him, he grabbed her and demanded, Come to bed with me, my darling sister. No, my brother, she cried, Don't be foolish. Don't do this thing, this to me. Such wicked things aren't done in Israel. Where could I go in my shame? And you would be called one of the greatest fools in Israel. Please, just speak to the king about it, and he will let you marry me. But Amnon wouldn't listen to her, and since he was stronger than she was, he raped her. Then suddenly Amnon's love turned to hate, and he hated her even more than he had loved her. Get out of here, he snarled at her. No, no, Tamar cried. Sending me away now is worse than what you've already done to me. But Amnon wouldn't listen to her. He shouted for his servant and demanded, throw this woman out and lock the door behind her. And then we get to our text specifically for today. So the servant put her out. So there's the servant. There's one person who knows what happened. So the servant put her out and locked the door behind her. She was wearing a long, beautiful robe, as was the custom in those days for the king's virgin daughters. But now Tamar tore her robe and put ashes on her head. Then with her face in her hand, she went away crying. Her brother Absalom saw her and asked, Is it true that Amnon has been with you? 
Well, my sister, keep quiet for now since he's your brother. Don't you worry about it. So Tamar lived as a desolate woman in her brother Absalom's house. Verse 21, when King David heard what had happened, he was very angry. And though Absalom never spoke to Amnon about this, he hated Amnon deeply because of what he had done to his sister. And we will see next week Absalom's revenge on Amnon. Woo! Difficult passage. There is no question about that. One of the things that I learned in my research that I have never heard anybody even suggest, and I still don't know that I agree, it's one of those things that we won't know for sure, but one of the suggestions was that the reason Absalom knew that what had happened between Amnon and Tamar was that Absalom had been involved in arranging it, that maybe he had told Jonadab to do what he did. Their thought is that Absalom wanted to take over the throne after David died, and Amnon was in front of him. And if he got Amnon out of the way, he would be able, he thought, to be able to take over. Now, we do not know that that is the case, but I just thought it was an interesting possibility because I had never thought of it in that way. I'll be honest. I was always so focused on the pain that Tamar experienced that I really wasn't thinking about Absalom and his response. And not only do we have Absalom's response, but we have David's response. And David's response is going to lead into next week as well, because we're going to find out that even though it says that King David was angry, and in the ESV, it says he was very angry. But we find out in next week's text that two years later, David didn't do anything about it. David is the king of Israel. David has the power to call for Amnon to be stoned, hung, it, whatever. I mean, he, he isolated, sent off to another country. David has the ability. David had the ability to call for Bathsheba and to take advantage of that situation himself. But when it comes to Amnon, he appears to do nothing. One of the suggestions, and I think it's at least a, po- a good possibility, is that one of the reasons that David did not appropriately deal with Amnon was because he knew that everybody and their neighbor knew what he had done and he didn't feel that he had the right to call down his son. But the thing is, we spent a full week on his full-out repentance in Psalm 51. If he truly had come to the Lord and knew that his sins had been wiped clean and that he was standing in good standing before God, there is absolutely no reason that even though he had that sin in his past, that he would have not been able to act appropriately for his daughter's behalf. It is not an excuse. Absolutely, positively, 
Absalom and his response to his sister's violation and David's response to his daughter's violation are absolutely wrong. There is nothing, absolutely nothing, that should have kept them from taking care of business, of doing to Amnon what was appropriate in that culture for someone who raped another person. And in this case, a family member. But Tamar instead is isolated. Absalom takes her into his house. But that's it. At least for now. Tamar is broken. Tamar tore her beautiful robe that was a symbol of her being a royal virgin daughter of the king. And she was broken through and through. And I know that there are some within the sound of my voice who can relate to Tamar in ways that I cannot imagine. And I am so sorry for that. This sin that occurred in biblical days occurs today. Since the time that I turned on this podcast, percentages would say that there have been young women and possibly young men that have been violated today. Until we go see Jesus and we leave this fallen world, there will be sexual violence. But how do we respond to it? We don't tell people to keep quiet. I wanted to wring Absalom's neck just now. I've read this passage before. But today, it just has me fired up. Now, if he said that for the reason that he had set this up, that makes it even much worse. (laughs) Much, 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 much worse. Because he was part of the violation. But let's just say that Absalom had nothing to do with it. And he is truly just responding to the fact that his sister has been violated by their half-brother. How should Absalom respond? Do you think maybe a loving hug and I'm going to be here for you? Let's go to dad together and, and talk to him and see what we can do to protect you in the future and to reclaim what has been stolen. Instead, Absalom, well, my sister, keep quiet for now, since he's your brother. Don't you worry about it. And in the ESV, it says, now hold your peace, my sister. He is your brother. Do not take this to heart. That's almost worse. The don't, wor- don't you worry about it and do not take this to heart. 
I know they say the same thing, but in the ESV, the do not take this to heart is just a slap in the face. Absalom, does it seem like he really cares about his sister? But how many people have been told that their loved one was sexually violated and they've told them to keep quiet because they do not want to hurt the family name. How many have discounted the absolute overturning of someone's life by telling them it's not as bad as they think it is. They'll get over it. I I don't have words. And then David. David is very angry. And Mr. Very Angry in these two two different translations. Mr. Very Angry does not do anything to take up for his daughter from what we can see in scripture. He does not have Amnon arrested. He does not send him out of the country. I how how is that possible? I don't care if David felt as though he did not have the place due to his own bad choices. He's the dad. He's the dad of all three of them. How does he not intervene? How does he not do what is necessary? I don't, I I don't, I just don't have words. And yet we know of fathers and mothers and sisters and brothers who have done just that. Where they do not want to be inconvenienced I just, my heart goes out. My heart goes out. So, as we're trying to wrap this up, I'm looking on the RAIN website, looking at some of the do's and don'ts for when someone tells you, like Tamar told Absalom, that they have had sexual violence against them. The very first don't on the checklist is don't minimize their experience. And isn't that exactly what Absalom did with Tamar? Don't take this to heart. Don't worry about it. 
in his mind, he was meaning to worry about it because I'm going to take care of him. But that did not take care of the damage to her life. Second one, don't interrupt. Like, let the person talk. Don't just let them get out what they want to get out. Don't ask questions about what they were drinking or wearing. He didn't do that. But how often does that happen in our day and time where someone has been assaulted and it ends up that many people blame them or shame them because of the clothing that they were wearing? If they were wearing a totally transparent plastic bag that would not in any way, shape, or form take away the crime that was committed against them. Now, we should not tempt others with our clothing. Like, that's a fact. That is a fact. But the person who committed the sexual crime is the one that is to blame and shaming or trying to put partial blame on somebody's clothing choices just don't next don't press for more details than they want to share don't be upset with them for not telling you sooner don't challenge their experience and say are you sure that counts as assault and then on the do's it says do offer supportive reassurance do be present and that means emotionally and being focused on them do remind them it wasn't their fault do practice active listening do accept their decisions for healing and do acknowledge their pain and there's so much information on this website that can help you It'll give you some supportive phrases such as i'm sorry this happened to you i believe you you are not alone it's not your fault there's so much good advice on there for those who have been told about a sexual assault, those who have experienced a sexual assault. It's got a family and friends toolkit. There's just a tremendous amount of resources. Again, the sexual assault hotline is 1-800-656-4673. The last four there spells the word hope. This is one of those podcasts that I know is different, but it's where we were in scripture. And I will not skip over a passage, especially one that can change the world of somebody. Somebody who needs help, either because they've been abused or they chose to abuse another and have never gotten help and are in danger of continuing to ruin their own life or they've had reported to them sexual violence and they didn't know what to do. Maybe you've been told before and you did an Absalom and you told the person to keep quiet and you're going now, I I know that's not right. I know that's not right, but I need to know better how to handle that. Information is in the show notes. Again, rain, R-A-I-N-N.org. And there's so much good information out there. 
next week we're going to look at revenge because Absalom does. He strikes out at Amnon and it's just a ugly story. You do remember that when we were talking about David and the fact that God forgave him for his sin against Bathsheba and against Uriah, but he also told him that his family was going to experience consequences. Boy, oh boy, is his household an absolute mess. Some of us grew up in that type of house. Some of us live currently in this that type of house. Some of us have friends in that situation. It's sad. It's sad. We're going to look at that next week. Thank you so much for tuning in. Again, information down in the show notes about how to begin a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Maybe you just happened upon this because of the title or because of the topic and you aren't a Christian. You do not have the love of Christ in your heart. And you are like, I want to decide this very day to hand my heart and life over to Jesus. There's information in the show notes. You can also reach out to me at encouragingothersandlovingjesus at gmail.com. We have our Facebook group, Encouraging Others and Loving Jesus. Instagram, Twitter, got it all going on. And then if you're trying to catch up and maybe binge the different episodes of the podcast, the very first ones you probably can't find on your major platforms, but you can find them in the hidden episodes down at the bottom of the show notes. And as we close out today, we say, as we say each and every week, even on a topic as tough as today, remember, it's always a trust and obey kind of day. Mm -hmm.